Welcome to another edition of Locked on Pelicans, a live edition. CJ McCollum and Larry Nance Jr. are extension eligible. How much money could they make? What do those contracts look like? And are the deals already done? Plus your questions in a live episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday night for the Friday show. I'm excited to be here, a live episode of Locked On on Pelicans and thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team and we're going to be here it's going to be here before you know it. We're only about 60 days away from the start of Pelicans preseason and seeing live Pelicans basketball. So it's going to be a fun season. We're all looking forward to it. So please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show and leave a five-star review with a comment wherever you get your podcast and you can do that on Spotify now and if you watch on YouTube subscribe there as well and if you want to help grow the show help keep the show free in five days a week for y'all when we're not in the off season three days a week right now just comment down below number one thing you could do comment 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 tell your friends to comment as well so I'm excited I hope you're excited hello to everyone in the chat I love seeing the flame emojis in there too Kenneth is saying it's his favorite time of the week. That is far too high a praise for me, but I appreciate y'all being here with me. Put your questions into the chat. We'll get into those in segments two and three. And we're going to start off with extensions for Larry Nance Jr. and CJ McCollum and what those could look like because come Monday, well, they're extension eligible. And I for, uh, forgive me if some of the video cuts out still dealing with some internet issues unfortunately but it should be a little bit better today i think um but as long as the audio quality is good that's the most important thing so y'all can at least hear me even if i'm frozen on the screen or anything like that so extensions monday six month date from the trade that brought both of them here to new orleans from portland so you can start to get these deals done in terms of cj mccollum you have this window right now from monday the 8th really the 9th to the start of the regular season because at that point then can't do an extension because he has two years left on his deal a little bit different for Larry Nance Jr. he only has one year remaining on his contract so you can actually have extension negotiations with him during the regular season the way extensions work though you can only take a contract out to five years so if CJ has two more years left which he does well then you can get three years added on with Larry Nance Jr., because he only has one year left, you can add four years to him and his deal. So both these guys can be with New Orleans for the long-term future. But some of the numbers might kind of make you freak out a little bit because they seem rather high to a certain degree. But I don't actually think it's that bad. So CJ McCollum, if you add the three-year extension at the max he could earn with the Pelicans, that's three years 
$139.2 million. That is an average of 34.8 per year that he could earn. For Larry Nance Jr., it's four years and $58 million, so $4.5 million uh, remaining uh, is what you could add on there. That seems a lot. Let's look at CJ's, right? So CJ's extension would kick in at his age 33 season. Guards tend to drop off right around there. Not always, but they tend to do that. So at age 33, with assuming some sort of decline in play, giving him $34, $35 million, let's round up, $35 million per season for three more years, can seem like a lot and seem like an, a direction the Pelicans don't necessarily want to go in. You know, you know, but say they negotiate a deal and get it down. Brandon Williams says, hey, I made it. Thanks for uh, jumping in here. I'm seeing some normal names who've been joining me on Thursday night for the Friday show. And again, I apologize if some of the frames are dropping out and the video doesn't look great. It looks like that's what's happening on my end here. But you can hear me. And that means we got the content for you and the extensions here for CJ McCollum and Larry Nance Jr. So CJ can make $35 million per season, but I don't think that's going to end up being what it is. I think you'll see some sort of negotiation, and it's going to be anywhere between $90 to $100 million for CJ over three years. So somewhere between like $30 to $32 million, $33 million. And you know what? Again, that's a lot for a guard at age 33. I think that's a reasonable thing because you've got to factor in what's going to happen to the salary cap. In the foreseeable future, new TV money is going to be coming in. That makes the cap go up. And when you look at the projections for what the salary cap is going to be, 30 million per year is going to look like a bargain at a certain point, especially when you factor in how just ridiculously solid CJ McCollum has been in his career. This is a guy who, in his career, has averaged 19.2 points per game, 40% from three, right? $30 $30 million for that dude, it's not bad. When you look at his job last year in New Orleans in 26 games, 24.3 points per game, shooting 40% on almost seven three-pointers per game. And he also dished out six assists. Like Those are excellent numbers for C.J. McCollum. $30 million a year for that guy? Well... If you lock him in, and this is what Vince9022 says, well, signing them now, save the Pelicans money whenever the new TV deal goes up. You know, not not quite, but yes, because you don't want them to hit free agency. And that's what we'll get into in the beginning part of the next segment. So you're going to get CJ McCollum at what's going to end up being an under market deal because... Because the, TV, the the salary cap is going up. Same for Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance is not going to get $15 million per year. There's some limitations to his game. He's making $9.6 million this coming season. You know, somewhere around 9 to 10, I think, is probably about right for Larry Nance Jr. So you could see a two- or a three-year extension of, like, three years, $30 million. I'd have no problem with that. And by the time those new salary cap numbers come in and they go up, I think that's going to end up going to be exactly what what the Pelicans want, and it's going to end up looking good. But here's here's the, the interesting part with C.J. McCollum, right? They could wait. They don't have to do an extension right now. You could wait and do it next season. 
So is that the right move or is there significant risk involved with that? And I'll talk about what that is coming up here in the next segment in today's live episode. And then we're going to get to your questions of Locked on Pelicans. That's coming up here next. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. So you can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news for every single league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. You want to get in on the odds for where um, Kevin Durant's going to be next? You can do that over at BetOnline.net. I got in and got some really good odds on Willie Green to win Coach of the Year. I liked that. That one felt really, really good to me. So I put some money down on that. If the Pelicans are good next year, they win 48 games, he probably wins Coach of the Year. You can get those odds over at betonline.net. continues to be your top online resource for all your sports wagering information. Whether you want live in-game betting scores, they even have podcasts too, they have you covered. So head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to go there as well to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline.net, BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Well, we're three days a week right now. Show on Monday, show on Wednesday, and of course, the live shows, 6 p.m. every Thursday in the offseason right now. These have been a lot of fun. I love being able to interact with y'all. I don't know why you're all talking about Omer Ashik in the chat right now, but sure, go for it. Um, they are not going to re-sign him. Definitely don't do that. Oh, boy. I have a funny story about that one, too, which maybe I'll tell on the show here today. Um, so, again, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Make Locked on Pelicans your first listen. For your second listen, go check out Locked on Saints. Ross Jackson, the host, who is awesome, and I'm going to see him tomorrow night, is at training camp covering the team, giving you the boots on the ground coverage you want in a daily show. Make sure you follow Locked on Saints. Make it your second listen today. But today we are talking about C.J. McCollum and extensions that he could sign here with the team. So I went over the numbers. It seems a little bit high, right? You know, potentially $35 million per season. But you've got to factor in the rising salary cap. And look, a lot of people, probably myself included, are going to be in store for some sticker shock. You're going to look at some of the deals in the next couple of years that are given out and being like, wait, what, what the hell? And you're, it's going to be surprising. But that's just what happens when the salary cap goes up, right? Like the, the contracts are going to go up as well. So $35 million, $30 million ideally for C.J. McCollum taking a little bit less to stay with the team. Well, that seems fine to me for a guy, again, who averaged over 24 points per game last season. But you don't have to do anything right now, right? You could see how he plays with Zion. You could see how his game ages another season. There's no need to get anything done. But I think this could be a big risk to do that, right? Say you don't approach him with an extension this offseason and you make him play out next year and then you're like, all right, I'm ready to talk now. He might look at that and go, hey, you guys could have taken care of me and you didn't. After all I've meant to your team, right, helping you get into the playing tournament, win the playing tournament, take two games off the Phoenix Suns. I was really good this upcoming year last year, you know, if you're coming from his perspective with it. You should have given this to me. Now I see that the TV deal is, is increasing the salary cap. Screw it. I'll just play here another year. Then maybe I'll resign, but I'll test free agency. And then someone might really come in with big money, over $40 million a year for him, overpay him, and you lose him because of that. 
I don't want to play that game. I don't want to play that, take that risk, right? I'm a big believer in just get your guys on your team and CJ is your guy. So because of that, yeah, you could wait. I don't think that's the right move. And look, both of them have hinted before we start to get to your questions here. Both of them have hinted that these extensions are done, right? CJ on his podcast was talking with Larry Nance Jr. and being like, oh, you got the bag, right? Like they hinted that a deal was done. CJ has said he wants to retire in New Orleans. The team has said they want to keep him here and they're thinking long term about him. I don't think CJ McCollum is going anywhere. I don't think Larry Nance Jr. is going well. I think they've already had the majority of the discussions they need with the team. And it's not saying that these deals will get announced right away. And the Pelicans, after the tampering stuff with Lonzo Ball um, last year, have been a little bit worried about getting caught on that sort of stuff, I think. So I wouldn't be shocked if this adds a little bit. But with what these guys bring to the table and mean to the team, CJ with his leadership, and I saw someone say CJ is worth it, his leadership is worth about $20 million on its own. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with that. So I don't think there's really much negotiation that's going to go on. And I think they kind of have some numbers and ideas in mind and that'll be that. And these extensions will get announced maybe not right away, but eventually Bing James says no one is going to offer 33 year old CJ $40 million. When the cap is one, I don't have, what are the numbers here coming up when the cap's almost 150 million? Yeah, they might. They absolutely might. The money is going to be crazy high. Look what happened in 2016 when the cap spiked, right? We've seen this before. They throw stuff all around. I don't think owners are always smart, right? Like that's part of the problem. So I don't want to risk losing him when one team just gets desperate and decides they want to overpay or something like that. That's not worth the risk of losing CJ McCollum, who's made so much to the team. Um, at all to me. So I don't think that's a move that they should go down. Again, I also said they didn't need to put any protections in the Zion Williamson deal for how those worked, right? And I was pretty strong on that one because I don't think they really mean much of anything. So there you go. Do you think they should give CJ McCollum an extension right now? Larry Nance Jr., should you give him the maxes? Should CJ be, you know, do you think 30 million is fair? Or would you just go, okay, here's $34.8 million, 35 million per season for three more years. And let's just be happy with that and kind of go better. Let me know in the comments here on YouTube. Now, rest of the show, your questions. That's what we're here for. That's why we do these live shows. I saw someone say, are we going to do these during the regular season? Maybe at times it won't be as regularly because if there's a game that makes it a little bit difficult. So I don't know if we'll be able to do that these as much during the regular season or they'll kind of be planned out a week in advance or something like that. And you'll have to kind of just keep up with the show to know when we're going to end up doing all of these. But yeah, there will be some live shows and things like that. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a really exciting season. Make sure you're part of it. Subscribe wherever you get the podcast here. And I appreciate you all being here with me, whether you're a listener who's been with me through almost six years of Locked On. Like September 1, I think they call my anniversary date with this, and it'll be six years of hosting this. I'm basically one of the original hosts on the network, and that's a long time. I appreciate you all who've stuck with me through some really bad basketball. And if you've just become a new listener, that's awesome, too. Thank you for being here. We love seeing the Pels 12, right? Pelicans fans coming out. And I'll tell you this, and I don't mean this to brag because this is not about me. It's about you. Locked On Pelicans is one of the higher rated, higher listened to shows on Locked On out of all 30 teams. And look, Locked On does some numbers when it comes to these sorts of things. The fact that Pelicans 
is ranking in the top 10 and high up there, it's punching way above our weight, right? It shouldn't be. It's a small market. It's the second, if not the smallest market in the NBA to kind of hold our own and beat teams like the Chicago Bulls and Miami Heat and all of that. It's pretty freaking cool, isn't it? And that's you. That's not a me thing. So I appreciate y'all being here um, and hanging out with me today on a live show. So let's start to get to your questions. Vince says, bad contracts are incoming. Oh, yeah. When the salary cap starts to rise, it's really going to be bad. They think after this coming year, which is $23.5 million, it's going to go to 133 then 140 then 146 and a half, then 154 then 161 and a half in 27, 28, right? In, the, in the, um, the projections that I have here for the 2034, 2035, if Earth hasn't like blown up by then, 227 and a half million is going to be the salary cap. It's going to be a lot of money, a lot of money given out and some real bad contracts all coming around. Still don't get why you all are talking about Omer Ashik here, but sure, why not? Um, so let's get to your questions. Mike W. asks, EJ Liddell update, are they going to take care of him? We don't know yet. They haven't said anything. You know, it might be that they just need to wait and kind of see how the rehab goes. They have another two-way deal. But basically what I've been saying on that is, you know, they'll announce it when, when it's ready. And, you know, maybe they don't do anything because they're trying to be competitive. They need to do it kind of, you know, it might be a little bit cutthroat. It's a business. That's kind of part of it and how it goes. It's unfortunate really what happened to him because, again, I was really high on him. He is, he was my 19th best player on my big board here. VB uh, Saints Pels Lady, what are the odds for trading Devontae? Look, of all the players on the team, he is the guy that I think is most likely to be traded, him or Jackson Hayes to a certain degree. I don't know when it's going to happen. I think if it w- was going to happen, it probably would have happened by now if it was going to happen during the offseason. So I think the roster you're seeing is likely the roster that they're going to go into the regular season with. I think they'll look to move him. You probably need to include some sort of pick with him. He's definitely a negative asset, but the contract starts to become a little bit more, let's call it eatable than it would be otherwise because I think the third year is a partial guarantee or or completely non-guaranteed. So that makes it a little bit better. I'm trying to find the numbers right now. Let me pull them up and see what his contract is. Final year is not fully guaranteed. So he ha- is going to make $11.5 million this season, then 12.1 after that. And then it's $12.65 million in 2024-25, and that's not fully guaranteed. I don't know what the partial guarantee is, but makes it a little bit easier. I think he becomes easier to trade after this year. Otherwise, you're going to need to include some sort of asset with him. Like I don't know if you need to do that unless you just desperately need a roster spot or see someone that you really, really want or anything like that. But I don't think that necessarily is something that's like pressing that they have to do Right now, but certainly it's the most likely to get traded. Um, Mike Deflexta says, do you think Jackson makes it past the trade deadline? Yeah, there's definitely a chance, right? Like, I don't think he has a ton of value. This is great because Curtis Andrews right after that says, don't care what anyone says. I believe in Jax. Keep him in house, too. You know, again, we, we talk about this every live show, right? He has had a pattern the past two seasons that's not great. Starts off in the rotation, plays poorly, gets dropped from the rotation, And then eventually gets his way back in. How about you just play the whole season and be good, right? Other guys have developed. He doesn't defend well, can't defend too well in space. That's part of the problem. 
you know, and what I've also said about him is beyond that, where do his minutes come from? He was a starter at the four, right? Not the five. While that Zion spot now. Larry Nance Jr. is going to get a bunch of backup four minutes. I think you'll see Trey Murphy at the backup four too. Where do the minutes for Jackson Hayes come from? Not entirely sure. That's a problem for him. Just kind of, uh, you know, the, the glut with the position stuff right there. Carter DiMaggio asks, will new Pels jerseys be released soon? I've gone over this with y'all. Um, they're not going to have tons of new jerseys. There's going to be a refresh. I've seen it. I like it. It's not probably the changes y'all are hoping for. I do not know when those will be released though. Probably because I'm saying things here on there. It's delaying it in a sense. So my, my bad on all sorts of things when it comes to that, but the red ones are going to look different next year from what I've seen so far. Um, man, they also have some fun stuff that you just won't see. And I don't know if it's a Nike thing or a them thing. I think it's a Nike thing. They've tried to give you some different things, though. They've tried to give you some some different things. I promise you, I promise you that one. Um, all hail the new king says, would you trade Devonte for Nerlens Noel? He's an expiring deal, nine million last year. Yeah, yeah, I would do that in a second. I'd I'd love Nerlens Noel on this team. I think they could use a backup five. I think they could really use a backup defensive five. Like a rebounder, shot blocker, defensive guy, right? Rim protector that you can just trot out there in limited minutes. And Nerlens Noel fits that perfectly. But I don't know if that's going to be a realistic trade. Where did he end up? I can't even remember what team he is on right now, actually. He plays for the Pistons. They ended up getting him, right? He was in the trade, I think. Yeah. I'd love to get him. I think he would be great. I don't know if that's a realistic thing. I don't know if the Pistons need um, Devontae Graham, but that's the unfortunate thing here. Um, But also that Devontae Graham trade, which I didn't love at the time because I didn't think they needed to do a signing trade, ended up like not hurting the team really whatsoever. And I don't think Devontae Graham's really keeping them from doing everything that they want to do either. So I don't, you know, I, th- I look at it kind of as an Eric Gordon situation from a number of years ago where, yeah, he was overpaid, but it was or like Omer Ashik too, where it just wasn't stopping you from making any moves. So I don't think it is the worst thing um, if that's the case. Zach plays drums. Is your contract going up, Jake? Lockdown pays pretty well. So I'm not, I, I don't need to negotiate with them. I don't need to complain with them. They send me a ton of free swag all the time. I get free built bars too, which is also really great. I got all free of the sponsor stuff. So um, no, we're just, we're just kicking butt here. Right. And that's again, not a me thing. That's a y'all thing. Sending a message around the league. Y'all have really sent a message around the entirety of the NBA of like, don't mess with new Orleans. And new Orleans has a strong and passionate fan base. So it's really fun to see us beating a lot of those big market teams. And that's y'all and your passion coming through. And I can't thank you for making uh, just making me part of your day and your first listen when it comes to that. So let's take more of your questions here. we got a ton of people in the chat. So this has been a lot of fun. That's, uh, yeah, more your questions. Like your time to shine. So throw them in the uh, chat there and we'll keep answering your questions. And yeah, we'll go for a little bit longer. We're not going to go for the full hour like I went last time. So more of your questions here next on Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. 
We're here Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, kind of doing the live show for the Friday show during the off season, probably only about a month of this. And then probably around September one, we'll jump back up to five days a week because then we really only have a month till the start of the first preseason game. I want to do positional previews. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to give you all the coverage you want about this Pelicans team, right? During the season, we're here Monday through Friday, breaking things down like no one else. Completely free, no paywall, anything like that. Just, in my opinion, the best Pelicans coverage that you can get in a format like this. So I'm looking forward to this season. It's going to be so much fun, and I'm excited to be along for the ride with y'all because it's going to be a special year. We're hyped, right? This is going to be a fun season. I cannot wait to see Zion back there out on the court. So make sure Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Second listen, Locked On Saints. Ross Jackson, I'm going to try and have drinks with him this weekend um, since he's in New Orleans now. He's been at training camp covering the team. Dude kicks some butt. I love it. Um, make sure Locked On Saints is your second listen. So I do want to mention before I get to your questions here, I put this show out on Wednesday, right? Because I'm going to probably do this for Monday's episode. Who is the best player on the Pelicans? Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram? You can give me your reasons in the chat or you can just kind of say who you think. I personally think it's Brandon Ingram, but I also think it's really close and it's not a knock on either of them. I live next to Airbnbs and they're screaming outside right now. I wonder if you can all hear that here. Um, so let's go back to your questions here. And oh, on Monday, we're probably going to look at the top player on every single team and kind of rank them and see where Zion and probably BI kind of fit in those tiers and those categories with those players. So let's jump into more of your questions here. Tedrick Covington says John Butler might be before uh, might be better than Hayes, which I like Hayes. I'm not quite sure what the question is there. I think John Butler is just too raw, more of a wing than really a big man. Cool size and can hit some threes. I just don't think he's anywhere close to being NBA ready um, what whatsoever. So I think, yeah, John Butler is just way too skinny. Um, oh, there's a couple good ones right here. Who'd win it in a one-on-one uh, out of Antonio Daniels or the GOAT, Joel Myers. Antonio Daniels is going to kill Joel. Joel does, is in better shape than you realize. That's a guy who walks something like on the treadmill like 10 miles a day because he's eaten so late after games. But uh, Antonio Daniels is, uh, yeah, pretty pretty good here. Uh, Lil Wool Jr. 504 says, can you speak on the impact, if any, Mike D'Antoni had on the team? I mean, I think he was... he. he he was like kind of like a sounding board, like an advisor, right? Like he was a coaching advisor was his role, was his title, not actively coaching the guys on the day to day, but helping Willie Green figure out what would work with these players. And then kind of like, okay, you know, they wanted to have an explosive offense. You've heard the 0.5 thing, right? Make a decision in 0.5, what you're going to do. Yeah. Dan Tony and the seven seconds or less sons, you know, a guy who kind of revolutionized the NBA with that team is a good guy to have and kind of bounce ideas off of and figure some things out and keep them around just kind of on the side since he probably doesn't at the time want the, you know, full day to day grind of being an assistant coach. So yeah, it made sense kind of what they ended up doing with him. And so that was kind of the role that he's played with with this team you know it's just like you have people you trust right and you go to them and you ask them questions and kind of figure out i'm thinking about this he goes well i think maybe you should do this or like yeah that's a great idea kind of go with it or something along those lines so that's kind of a lot of the role that he had here curtis andrew says anything to be done with garrett temple you know other than like i don't want to say like hope he retires which he's not it would have done it by now you know you probably just got to play it out 
probably just got to play it out and, and just kind of deal with that contract and maybe include him in a trade or something like that. He is a good locker room presence. There's no denying that, but he was just flat out so so bad last year. Um, he has two years left on his con, or really kind of one year left on his contract, right? He's got this coming season at 5.15 million, then 5.4 million in 23, 24. That's not fully guaranteed, not guaranteed at all. So they're going to probably cut him after the season if he's not traded. So you really only have one more year of Garrett Temple kind of tanking things on this team. Um, Joshua says, who's playing the six man role this season? Is it Jose, Trey, Nance, Graham, or someone else? I don't know if it's one guy necessarily. You know, I think Trey Murphy's going to get a ton of minutes off the bench. You know, in that sense, he could be your six man, but he's not necessarily going to be kind of the go-to score. You know, if anyone, maybe it would be Jose, who's going to kind of be the pure point guard for this team that a lot of people have wanted this team to kind of go out and get. Now that he's got a fully guaranteed contract, he's going to be in line for a significant role with this squad for his defensive presence out there. And look, he's good in the pick and roll. You know, he's got a decent mid-range game. He's got a floater. He can definitely, he's shown he can shoot, right? That's a guy that's going to do a lot more for you. So it easily could be him. I, I still worry a little bit about his size. We saw that in the Phoenix Sun series in the half court. They, they picked on him. They hunted him to a certain degree. And he holds his own well for those limitations. But there's still limitations to a certain degree. But he's going to be really good for New Orleans, I think. And he's still going to um, be a guy that gets significant minutes. So he's definitely someone who can kind of be in the running, I think, for that kind of six-man role. But it's going to kind of be everyone, right? Like, there's going to be times when they need shooting. And so they're going to put Devontae Graham in, I think, as well. So there's a number of guys that it could be. You know, could be Jackson Hayes, in a sense, if they find the right role for him. I think that's kind of part of the issue. They've got a couple of things they need to really figure out. Um, Flight Ms. Ark here says, is Dyson on track to be ready for the first game? Yeah, he's playing now in some of the different, like, leagues they have going on in the summer where these guys just dominate because well they should so I think that's he'll be fine there's there's no real injuries you know B.I. had the injury in the surgery right that's kind of kept him out of some action but he'll be ready to go I don't think there's really any injury concern outside of EJ Liddell right now so everyone looks like they're gonna be good and be ready to go and Dyson Daniels they still need to figure out his role and what that's gonna be right and he's gonna get on the court more defense uh, because of his defense than anything and his passing you know he probably won't be kind of the sixth man here Kenneth Daniels asks how much point forward will Zion play yeah there he's gonna play a lot right they don't have a pure ball handler in the starting lineup they have a lot of like half ball handlers or three quarters of a ball handler. B.I. is probably 75% of a ball handler. C.J. maybe 60% of a ball handler, 50%, 75%, but not a full one either. Zion's about 50% to 75% of a ball handler. You add them all up, that's at least one, right? If not kind of over one. So I think you're going to kind of see everyone kind of share the ball, bring it up. I think, you know, I'm going to do an episode on this about where you're going to see kind of Herb Jones improve. And I wonder if kind of like creating for others and having the ball in his hand is an area that they're really going to look at for him to develop beyond just his three-point shot. John Marceau says, what do you think Trey Murphy is going to average this year? I don't know what he's going to average, but he's going to be really good, isn't he? And I said, I did, I did an episode on this, right? They do have a small ball lineup. 
they have that Warriors death lineup esque. And I think it's basically the starters with Trey Murphy subbed in for Jonas Valanciunas. And I think he's kind of the key to making that work. That question, by the way, came out of one of these live shows that we did, which tells you how good y'all are with your questions. You know, but he's easily a guy that could be averaging something like 15 per game alongside like a couple of assists, some really good defense. And if he can shoot close to 40% from three on good enough volume, if he's taking six attempts per game, he's going to be in line for a big year. And that's going to be strong, strong for New Orleans. So I'm excited about what he could do next year. Lyle Simmons asked Antonio Daniels versus Corey Brewer. Antonio is like a friend of the show. We text. I don't, you know, he actually works for Locked On too, which is really cool. I think I'm legally required, contractually required to say Antonio Daniels, probably in any, any one-on-one situation with anyone other than like LeBron or prime MJ <laughs> here. So I think that's uh, who I'm going to take in most of those and go with kind of the political answer here. Vince 9022 asks, Jake, do you think the Pelicans will get a Christmas Day game? I don't know. The schedule might be released next week. It might change a little bit because there's a couple of outstanding issues. Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant. You know, they're a fun team. I don't think they'll uh, get one, but I think they'll be in the running for one, and it'd be pretty cool if they did. But with Zion back, I think, you know, the league's just been burned by the Pelicans a little bit too much on national TV games, so I don't think you're going to end up seeing them on there. But I do like the idea of them on there. They, sh- they should, they kind of fit the mold of like a fun up and coming team with young stars that people really like. So I think it's just going to take people seeing Zion healthy and him reminding everyone like, Oh, this dude is special for them to kind of get some of that national TV respect. So I think they're going to play it safe with them on TV this year, but I don't know. You never know. This is going to be a lot of fun. So We'll see. They're going to be in a good spot and they're going to end up getting a lot of national TV and people are really going to be watching them on League Pass and things like that. And hopefully y'all are going to be able to watch them on TV with the the Bally Sports Plus or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And I have a show on that if you need to learn a little bit more. Joshua also asked, Jake, when are you letting people come on the show with you? That's probably going to be done in two weeks. I need to figure out a few of the Internet issues and get that stuff straight. And I think I'm making some progress in dealing with people who know how to handle those sorts of things. Y'all get what I'm saying? So hopefully that will be improved soon too. But we will be inviting people on to record. We're going to have like a hot take episode where you're going to come on and give me like your hot take or something like that. And we'll kind of break it down. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you've ever wanted to be on Locked On Pelicans, like you'll be on the screen here with me, right? When I do that two shot, which you've seen before, we're going to use that template and everything. It's going to be a lot of fun. So keep an eye out on how to get on the show. And I'm excited to be able to interact with y'all and have some fun in the off season where like, yeah, right? Like there's not as much to talk about but we can definitely make it work. And Pelicans fans showing off all of the um, passion. It's going to be fun to bring y'all on the show. James Beard asked, "Where? what area do you think the Pelicans want to improve on at the roster? I, I think they'd like a backup five. I definitely think they would like a backup five, right? We said a backup defensive five would be an important thing, I think, for this team. Just as a kind of change of pace big when you realize you need something like that, I think that's where they'd like to get that. It's not easy to get that. If that guy can shoot threes, that's even better because I'm sure they also want more shooting after being one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league the past year. But I don't think you're really going to see a lot of changes to their roster just yet. But that's an area certainly they'd want to try and improve. 
Chris Holiday asks, would an, would an NBA expansion to 32 teams be harmful or beneficial to small market teams? That's a good question. Um, I'm not sure, actually. I'd have to think about that a little bit more. Would it be more harmful? You know, it's more revenue coming into the league, but also potentially another team to take away some of the luxury tax revenue that all the teams share. So it's probably kind of a net zero, I think, a neutral But that's a good question to kind of see how it would be impactful. You know, at this point, I definitely think we've seen that the league should expand and there's enough talent that you could add basically 30 guys into the NBA and it would be okay. I think there's definitely that out there. So that would probably be fine. And also, look, if they expand, it doesn't mean New Orleans gets to move to the East. And if they do, that's a huge win for the Pelicans and me not having to stay up as much late night watching some of those West Coast games. So we all sleep a little bit better. So I would I would love that. Arrow says Jake is from Cali. You can tell by the way he pronounces tasty. Yeah, OK, that's fair. Um, I am from Los Angeles originally. lived there till I was 18, went to Tulane down here in 04. And then I've been here ever since. And I've been covering the team in the NBA since 2010 now. So been doing this pretty long. I've lived here longer than I've lived in Los Angeles. More formative years here in New Orleans, I think. Um, so I basically just tell people I'm from here now because it just makes it a whole lot easier. But yes, from Los Angeles, originally not New Orleans. All right, a couple more questions before we start to wrap up. I don't want to go full hour like we did last time. And we'll, of course, have these another we, you know, in next week as well, I'm coming from everything. So we'll be able to get you your questions. We'll get people on the show. Fake news. Hello. Oh, is that, is that my boy, Chris? Is that Chris Connor right there? Not the best to ever do it. Certainly not me. Um, I'm just happy that people give me a mic and a camera and let me talk and I get to hang out with y'all and have some fun here. Hayden has a great question. Anyone you think makes a huge jump next season? It's probably not a surprise I'm going to say it. It's Trey Murphy. Dude's been doing work this offseason, is in prime position to have a role that really, really suits him. And I love the idea of that small ball lineup with him at the five and the rest of the starters without Jonas Valanciunas. So, yes, I think he's in line for a huge, like not, not, a, not a big leap, but like a huge, huge leap, right? I think that's going to be... Um, a guy who's going to be so key for New Orleans going forward. If you were redrafting, right, he doesn't go 17. He probably goes in the top 10 at this point. And Herb Jones is kind of right there with him. So I'm excited about what Trey Murphy is going to bring to this team next year. I like could not be higher on this dude. He's going to shoot close to 40%, six, seven, eight attempts per game. You need a court spacer, a guy that's going to burn teams. Trey Murphy is going to be the dude to do it. And again, He can defend fives a little bit. We've seen him do it in in flashes here. If he bulks up just a little bit and can do that regularly, you get a small ball death lineup. That's really exciting, especially when you look at, and this is a factor in this, right? The rule changes about the take foul. New Orleans is going to be able to get out and run more. Zion in the fast break, you can't just wrap him up, right? Can't do that anymore. They're going to have five guys who can handle the ball and get out and run. Oh my God, the fast break opportunities are going to be so much fun here for this team. And I am so excited for what the offense could be. I've got a show on it, right? Could they be a top five offense in the league? And I really think with the rule changes, there's a very great, you know, very realistic possibility they can do that. Um, Papa Jinsi here. First time I made it to the live show. Hello, Jake. Hello to you. And thank you for joining me here. 
Um, thank you all for being in here. We're, all, we're going over 40 minutes, so we're going to wrap up in a minute or two here. But again, these have been so much fun. It shows the passion of the fan base that y'all can be in here with me on a Thursday at 6 p.m., right? Probably some of you racing home from work or at work on here. I just appreciate y'all making me part of your day. It's fun. This is an exciting time. So don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube as well. And every single day, comment on YouTube. Comment, comment, comment. Number one thing you can do to help grow the show, keep it five days a week for y'all. Because trust me, we're going to be doing the same exact thing this season. It's going to be a lot of coverage right here on the Locked On Pelicans podcast. All right. Um, one or two more here. Uh, Romil Richard, first time here as well. Thank you for being here again. Thank you for everyone who's been here. As I said, whether you've been with me when I've been hosting the show for six years or you recently started tuning in, it's awesome. You're part of the Pels 12. That's an exciting thing. So I appreciate you all being here. Uh, see, I think the CJ extension is basically done. Matthew Dillon, if you listen to the first segment of the show, we talk about it. It's going to be coming soon. I have no doubt about that. They want to keep him here. And I don't think the sticker price is going to be as bad when you look at the salary cap going up and how that kind of factors in on all of those things. David Dalrymple says, I know Herb is putting in the work. He absolutely is. And I love Herb Jones. Love Herb Jones. He's going to be in for a big season too. Um, But, you know, again, he was so good last year, right? A huge jump from him puts him in like all-star contention, which he's probably not going to be there Maybe ever to a certain degree because you don't really reward defensive guys with that. But yeah, he's going to be in there. So I appreciate everyone who tuned in. We do these every Thursday, 6 p.m. Central. Hopefully the, the video looked okay and the frames haven't been dropping. It hasn't been freezing and the audio has been good. But that'll get done. What's the what's the story with the shoe dry? It's a Jordan. It's the, the Dior Jordan. And it's just a piece of art that's kind of basketball related. So got to put it on here. I'll have a new setup for the start of the new season. It'll look slightly different in the background and everything. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans, this live episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for being here with me. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with y'all on Monday.